I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, we're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 294. Today, we're joined by Asha Lorenz from critically acclaimed UK indie band, Sorry. Last year, they released their well-received second record, Anywhere But Here, through Domino Records, and next month, they're making their first trek down to Australia for a handful of their own shows and appearances at Yours and Ours Festival, as well as South by Southwest Sydney. Before we get to our chat with Asha, please make sure you subscribe to this very podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever app that you use. And please make sure you follow us across all of our socials. Details for everything can be found within the show notes of today's episode. Our guest today is Sorry. The much-buzzed-about UK band burst onto the music scene back in 2020 with their debut record, 925, which is such a brilliant listen but is so very difficult to categorise as it covers folk pop, jazz, post-punk and a range of other genres. This approach brought the band, which is fronted by Asha Lorenz and Lewis O'Brien, quite a lot of attention and success with media outlets like Stereogum and The Guardian singing their praises. Last year, they followed that up with their second studio record, Anywhere But Here, which sees the band take a more traditional songwriting approach, but still covers a smattering of sonic territories. Next month in October, the band will be heading to Australian shores for some shows and festival appearances. In today's episode, we're talking to vocalist and guitarist Asha Lorenz about their forthcoming Australian trip and what they're expecting from these shows. We talk about the origins of the band and how sometimes distance can help with the songwriting process. We also discuss the brilliant Anywhere But Here record and some of the inspiration behind its tracks. Anywhere But Here is out now and we've left links within the show notes so that you can find all of Sorry's Australian tour dates for next month. We also want to say a massive thank you to Lucy from Domino Recordings for her help with today's episode. Here is our conversation with Asha Lorenz from Sorry. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Asha Lorenz from Sorry. Hello, Asha. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Nice. Thanks for, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> My absolute pleasure. Um, look, I'm very excited and, and I'm very curious to speak to yourself about it. We're just mere weeks away from the, the debut Australian tour for Sorry. Obviously, a bit of a delay with COVID and everything else, but we're, we're finally, we're so, so close. How are you guys feeling about um, making the trek over to Australia? 
Excited, yeah. Excited. Bit nervous, but we're excited. Excited <laughs> to play shows over there. And I've never been to Australia before, so should be a little funky time. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a lot of excitement in Australia at the moment about you guys coming over. What's um Oh sweet. Where are these nerves coming from? I can understand your regular nerves. Is there anything in particular? No, more just like it's far away. It's not <laughs> just how far it is. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm excited, yeah, mostly. <laughs> Should be cool. I, I know that, yeah, there's a lot of people excited for it. Is there any, um, I guess, have any other friends in bands or musicians given you any, um, I guess, ideas of what to expect when you get out here? Mm, not really. I really no. I haven't really talked to other bands. I've just talked to like mates that have been. <laughs> but um, no, I'm. I think it's best not to to have too many expectations. Mm-hmm. I think it will be fun. Well, I personally, yeah, very much looking forward to these shows. There are five nice. headline shows, I think, across Australia and New Zealand, plus um, an appearance at yours and ours festival in South by Southwest. So there's plenty of opportunities for people to see you in this live setting. Um, I guess, what can fans expect from some of these live shows? Um, I guess... Just the performance, good performance, really. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> I don't know the song, the song from the records. We got a couple new songs as well that I don't think any people would have heard because we haven't released them. Um, yeah, it should be a fun, a fun, a, a more interesting show. We've kind of reworked it over the summer festivals and stuff too for the for going to Australia so we kind of wanted to get it to yeah we're happy we've we've played lots of weird weird shows this year too so I think it's um yeah I think it'll be cool that's that's awesome to hear just out of curiosity when you say weird shows what is um what constitutes a weird show weird show I just uh we just played like we just played lots of Euro- European festivals and stuff, which um, I guess lots of people don't don't really know know who you are, and so as in they can be weird because you're like, what was going on here? Is anyone <laughs> having a good time? Um, and I guess you just then you have to tailor the show to for it to be a good show, but then also to you know play the songs people. You know, it just kind of just weird weird because it's kind of uncomfortable but then it also helps helps to tailor to show into a more for next time so that people can understand it better or you know what I mean yeah 100% you're wanting yeah. to maintain the um the what is it like the true nature or the personality of the band while still hooking people in and, and trying to get them to well, yeah, enjoy and come back. Yeah, just for it to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, this tour is in support of the, the record you mentioned before. It's the brilliant second record from the band. Mm-hmm. It is called Anywhere But Here. Um, I apologise, it's slightly belated because I think it's almost coming up on uh, a year, one-year anniversary, but congratulations on this fantastic record. Oh, nice, thanks. Yeah, 
Yeah, should we? We'll, we'll play. We'll, we'll play some songs from '95 and also some other ones too. But yeah, yeah, it's in support of that one. With anywhere but here, it is um, the reaction. It seems like both here in Australia and internationally, it's been super well received. Has that reaction been seen within the band? Do you, are you guys recognising that more and more people seem to be connecting with this record? Yeah, I guess, yeah. I think, yeah, we, we when we toured it kind of more when it came out, um, people, yeah, people came. <laughs> and the London show was, <laughs> was super busy, which was nice. So, um, yeah, but I think it's grown on people more. I think people like it a little bit. Like, I feel like people who didn't like the first one might like the second one more. And, but also, it's just kind of hard to tell what's really going on because, you know, you might get good review or something, but it's kind of hard to see how, if people are actually listening apart from... So, but I do think... I think some people have liked it, yeah, which is nice. I'm glad to hear that. It is a, it is a gorgeous record. The, the This second record has marked like a little bit of a sonic shift from mm. the first record. I think that the first record had a bit more of an electronic sound palette, whereas this one, mm. it's more band focused. It's more kind of, I want to, I don't want to say traditional songwriting, but like almost your seventies or eighties songwriters mixed with nineties shoegaze. What, I guess, inspired this shift in sound or what, what, what changed within the band? Um, I think we just, I think when they did the first record, it was a bit, we were a bit confused about the process of it, um, because we would play songs live that were, like, super kind of rocky, but then me and Louis would just also make lots of songs at home and, and produce it kind of ourselves and do lots of, like, beats and stuff, so we wanted to, and then we wrote that one kind of over a longer period of time like when we were recording it in the studio so we just kind of did it in a little studio and would always be adding to things and, and taking stuff away and um and I think it kind of was cool for that one but I felt like it didn't feel like that developed and as a whole record the songs were kind of it was just kind of more ab- abstract and I felt like we didn't really have that much of a th- thread as much lyrically or the songs. I think sometimes they didn't reach full potential. And I think then we were just kind of listening to lots of kind of 70s artists and kind of like, me and Louis, we just kind of both like classic, classic, the classics really. And I think for that one... It was more of an emotional time where the songs were just coming out like that and wanted it to sound a bit more pure sounding and um, for the songs to kind of develop more. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of what was happening and didn't want want it to... to, to, wanted the sounds to all be in the same universe world more than the last one that was just kind of pulled from lots of different places sometimes kind of hard to listen to <laughs> it's not that smooth I, look I can appreciate that you're wanting I think you used the word before like a through line which I think is a very nice way to put it mm, yeah I would um 
I would love if, if I'm able to ask, um, my favorite track on the record was Willow Tree. I think it's, um, one of yeah. the, the most sonically pleasing sounding record, uh, songs on this record. Sorry. The horns mm. that come in halfway through, just gorgeous. Um, are you able to talk about the inspiration or where this kind of song came from? Yeah, it was a guitar riff that I was just playing um, for a while and then me and Louie kind of made a little demo of it. Um, we kind of wanted it to sound like a, kink, a kinksy song um, and they felt like it just kind of, when we did, when we kind of made a demo, it kind of felt like it had its own little world in it quite quickly. Um, and then when we played it with the that we recorded it with the band for the record and it was just quite a simple it's a simple song but I think it's quite yeah it felt kind of effective and kind of um I think it was like a um old poem that I was kind of riffing from like a yeah. um sorry I was just checking the name oh that Allen Ginsberg poem like pushing up the daisies or something I don't know oh, I don't yeah. know why that kind of I don't think it's called that, but it was, uh, I don't know, that one was kind of coming in my mind at the time. Um, I just kind of wanted it to be like a nursery rhyme kind of thing. And we added some cool sounds in it. It was like a, I don't know what it was called, but it was like, has a little wire and you like bang it and it made this cool like sound that we put in it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that one. It's a it's a gorgeous song. I'd love to know. You mentioned before um, your bandmate Louis, who is the the co songwriter of Sorry with you. What's the process like for yourselves? Is it something that each song is written by both of you? Do you both bring separate songs to the table? Are there sometimes the the amalgamation or the Frankenstein kind of process of putting a few songs into one? Yeah, it just really depends on the song. Each song is kind of different. Um, maybe a song we'll just have lyrics and then maybe Louis will add instruments or maybe he'll bring a song and we'll make that add our instrumentation or we'll start writing a song and just the instruments will suddenly inform the song and then all the lyrics will come or like the song will be finished and he'll just maybe record it or it literally just every song has a different process which I think yeah um but yeah, basically, yeah, it's, it's kind of different for anyone. Else. Or sometimes we won't even make a demo, we'll just play it as a band. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just if the, yeah, it just depends really. Which is very fair. How did, um, how did you and Louis start making music? I guess, how, what was the origin story of Sorry? Um, well, we both made music kind of separately and put songs on SoundCloud and stuff. And um, then we, we, um... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, we were friends. So we kind of would be in competition with our SoundCloud. Of like, <laughs> I don't know. We, we kind of like, we were both aware of each other's SoundCloud. And, and um, it was kind of like a funny competition. But also just admiration for each other's tunes and stuff. And then we... We just made a little band, and it was pretty funny at first. And we just kind of put on nights for our friends and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, we we had, like, Lincoln was an original member. He was, lives on the road, on my road. Um, and uh, Campbell, went, we went worked in a pub with him, and he kind of used to put on nights around London, and Marco joined more recently. I love that. I... I... I'm curious, what was it that, because with SoundCloud, obviously there's such a varying degree of the kind of music you can find on there. Were you guys making similar kind of music or was it the same, I guess, like genre? Um, I think some beatsy things were kind of similar. Like I think we both have, a, we both um, hear the same hook when we listen to a song or something. Um, mm. So I think we have like a similar, like similar but different kind of hooks that we latch onto in our little songs. But Louis songs um, maybe more guitar-y and sonically, I think they sound better than, <laughs> better than mine. And um, they were like, yeah, you should check them out. And then mine would just, I'd like to like sample movies and stuff in mine, and they were. He uses Ableton and I use Logic, so <laughs> that I think that's also where it's different. But yeah, you can you can check them out. <laughs> Go on SoundCloud. Um, we will add along with all the, the normal sorry socials. We'll put the SoundCloud links in the episode so people nice. can have a listen. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> that's awesome. What kind of um what kind of films were you soundtracking? Oh, sorry, sampling. I don't know. Just like older older films. Um. Um. I don't want to. I don't know. You can if you find them. Yeah. <laughs> people can find them. We'll leave them as a surprise. I don't like to reference too many things that are inspired by because it's always changing, and then people always pinpoint that specific thing, and I'm like, I don't really feel that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In in relation to that, then I guess, and so we we won't focus too much on. I guess, asking inspiration behind things in terms of your introduction to songwriting. So maybe going back to the start Mm. of like where you became interested in writing about lyrics, I guess, where did that love or fascination come from? My, I used to do lots of sing along with my family on my mum's side, quite, they're quite a big family and they, would have lots of family things and me and my cousins would sing uh, old, like, Beatles songs or, like, Van Morrison songs um, all together and I remember feeling happy when I was singing those songs and stuff and we'd always, I'd always learn them off by heart and lots of, like, Bob, Bob Dylan songs. Um, and I remember that being happy memory and I enjoyed that. Um... I don't know, I wrote a few songs 
just I always was as soon as I could play the guitar and I would write songs and I think mm-hmm. they would always be kind of dark and my mum would be like a bit sad <laughs> um but yeah so I think I just always kind of loved songs <laughs> um yeah which is very cool which is uh, I very much um resonate with that sentiment hence why we have a um, a songwriting podcast (laughs) yeah that's Um, cool (laughs) I know you mentioned before that it's obviously been a big year on the road playing festivals kind of playing gigs all around the world are you someone who can write music while you're on the road um maybe sometimes like a few lines or a little riff might come, but I, I find it quite difficult to be writing on the road because I'm exhausted. <laughs> or mm-hmm. in transit, I'm kind of unable to <laughs> think too much. Or It's just quite... It's kind of hard to feel like you have the space to think. Mm-hmm. But it does lead you to some funky experiences. <laughs> which maybe will unlock someone saying something uh, that you might hear or that you might pick up some new songs that, you know, you, you, you gather experiences, I guess, that you wouldn't, that are new sometimes. <laughs> 100%. I think that we've spoken to a few different artists about sometimes riding on the road is almost like not counterintuitive or counterproductive but it's more so Mm -hmm. if you're playing gigs and having to rehearse all the time sometimes writing it might simply just be not an offshoot but like a a remnant of what you're already doing you might need that distance from it to be able to actually have clarity on what you're creating yeah yeah I feel that yeah yeah it's a weird one (laughs) I did um I did listen to an interview. Who was it with? I think it was with, um, it, uh, I'm sure as you're aware, um, you were a guest on, I think, is it 101 part-time jobs or, or jobs of uh, the oh, UK yeah, yeah. music podcast? Yeah. <laughs> and spoke about oh, yeah, wanting funny. to st- study physics, I think it was, and, um, and how that oh, yeah. kind of was able to look at providing that clarity or that break from music that that allows you to kind of have those different introductions yeah I think it's important like I like music I like to do music but for me I kind of have to see music in other in other things for it to kind of make sense or for it to develop otherwise it just stays the same like it needs to be fed new new ideas and stuff for me 100 percent what um what is it about physics that that kind of attracts you to, to that subject well i don't know i just guess last year i was just reading um lots of books and i felt like i could see how in is just like in a small tiny way things that were happening on the small level with it felt the same between people's interactions and in music as well. And I just found that it was making sense for me somewhere in the way that I was seeing the world and it made me feel happy. And that, like, I like the way that physics is always expanding and it's always breaking the laws 
are always being broken and people have to make it up again um, when they find out new discoveries and I feel like if you're feeling a bit sad or things are exhausted then you can look at physics and see that it's never stopping and it made me feel a new zest for music and stuff or for people <laughs> yeah I, I love that <laughs> yeah in terms of um reading are you a big non-fiction person when like while you're on the road do you take books out with you are you taking in a lot of literature uh yeah I find it kind of difficult on tour actually to read that much but yeah I like to I'm when I'm reading I'm reading quite a lot um when I'm in a good phase of reading um I like to read fiction and non-fiction at the same time and they kind of interweave with each other in my head um uh yeah I don't like to yeah I I think it's important to always be reading I then you just think you gotta just be feeding your mind lots of new information to to make sense of make new things of agreed yeah 100% it's that it's a like a it's a new perspective to be able to find different ways to look at things and interpret things and everything else which is um mm. yeah I can very much appreciate that do you have any uh I guess any book recommendations for those people who are listening to this podcast who might be looking for something new to read I don't know I, I don't like very specific things I mean I always just say this in all the interviews for the last record, but I just read loads of Carver Revelli books, and those are the physics ones. Because he just speaks about physics in, like, a poetic way and a way that just the normal non-physics person <laughs> can understand and kind of... That's where I kind of really started reading and enjoyed that and... Yeah, I just read The Moon and Six Sixpence, which is like an English writer, but I actually really enjoyed it, and it was based on some artist before Picasso, and he, like, just runs off and becomes a painter in Paris, and, and it's all about his nature's quite odd, but you kind of love him, and I quite like that one. I didn't like it at first, but now I like it, which is Somerset Morham. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Definitely worth, um, yeah, I'm going to have a look at, um, I guess, yeah, looking into that a little bit further and having a read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. As we've mentioned, you're coming down for South by Southwest and yours mm -hmm. and Owls Festival, which is um, a brilliant music festival in, um, in Wollongong. I'm not sure if you're across who's playing. There's a good kind of smattering of um, international acts and Australian acts just off the top yeah. of your head and no pressure is there much australian music that you're across or that you're kind of into no i i don't know much australian uh music to be honest and now my mind's gonna go completely blank <laughs> so <laughs> you should tell me who i should see 100% we'll what we'll do once we stop recording we'll have a chat yeah. about some of the acts worth seeing and then um you'll be able to Sweet. check them out when you're here <laughs> awesome it's not that I just don't listen to that much me music in the last like six months anyway so I think it's not an Australian playing, thing <laughs> yeah. 
I appreciate that it's not personal. And I, I think as we said, <laughs> it's almost that thing of that when you're, when your job is music, you almost sometimes you don't want to be spending your free time with music. It's that having that break and yeah. that distance. So I can appreciate I find that. It quite, I find <laughs> it quite difficult to find new music that I like immediately because I Spotify. I find it hard to navigate Spotify sometimes to to to, mm-hmm. to really fall in love with something. I think, yeah. Look, I can very much appreciate that. We are um, all the user interface on some of those apps are a bit funny. We're Apple Music family here, mm. <laughs> but. Oh, nice. um, yeah, it's um as I said, uh, we'll we'll send th- through a list of some artists to see. Oh, sweet! In, you might not like my next question though. Um, mm-hmm. We usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to, so it doesn't have to be an Australian band. But is there anything at the moment that's kind of taking your fancy? Uh, let me think. I need to think. Yeah, I like I like I I've been listening to lots of the Cleaners from Venus, um, and I like their album Songs for a Fallow Land, and my favorite song on that is Stars Are Cold. And then I don't know. I I would like to say new artists, but I'm just struggling to think right now. <laughs> Um, so I probably just won't say anything. <laughs> Look, I very much appreciate that recommendation. Again, as we've discussed, sometimes inundating yourself with a lot of music can be um, <laughs> more more harmful than good. So I appreciate nice. the, um, the recommendation of that one band. Um, Asha, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I no, very much thank- appreciate it. Oh, awesome. We look forward to seeing you in um, in Australia next month. Awesome. All right. Lots of love, man. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>